Nicole. I'm Shoyo. And this is A Different Tech, where two black women talk tech. How have you been, Shoyo? I've been good, you know. It's nearing the end of the year when we're recording this, and I'm on PTO, so I'm excited. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing well. The same as last week, just on PTO. Yeah, so today we're going to actually be talking about our paths into into the tech industry, and we're going to be having a special guest, Tassie, who will be kind of discussing the pros and cons of either doing the boot camp or doing the coding boot camp or uh, getting a CS degree. Hi, everyone, and welcome to A Different Tech. We have a very exciting episode today because we have our first ever guest, Tossie. Hi. Tossie's a good friend of mine, and we also used to work together. So if you want to say a few words about yourself, Tossie. Oh, yes. Um, Well, I'm Tossie. How you doing? (laughs) Um, I am a full-stack front-end engineer. I used to work for a food delivery company. Um, Right now, I am just working on personal projects and having a good time doing that you know trying to make the most of this quarantine she's also a streamer if you want to oh that's, uh, plug that I in or maybe that. you don't yes. want to <laughs> <laughs> i am also a streamer i stream on facebook and twitch from time to time um a lot of first person shooter but right now i'm playing like that new game cyberpunk 2077 isn't that game guys. busted it's so buggy <laughs> But I'm having a good time. I, I think bugs are, like, really funny. It's just like uh like when you watch a movie and you see a bunch of continuity errors and you just think it's hysterical. That's me. I'm just like, wow, that is crazy what's happening right now. You paid money <laughs> for those errors. Can't I paid get refunds, right? Uh, Sony is currently giving out refunds, but I bought it on Steam, so. Oh, okay. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, no refund for me, but um, they'll fix it, I hope. <laughs> And I'll just get the new update that takes 15 hours to download. But yeah, that game is super buggy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So she's joining us today for a topic about boot camps versus college. Shoyu and I both went to college while Tasi went to college and a boot camp. So we really have visibility into kind of the entire, not entire because people, you don't have to go to a boot camp or college. And we'll talk about that briefly, but we have someone who went to boot camp and people who went to college. That should be a good conversation. Yeah, so I'm excited. Great, thanks for for being here, Nicole. Do you want to kind of start off talking about how you got into tech? Yeah, I've always been into tech since I was very young. I think I was 12 or so when I started making websites for hobbies I had. Uh, I remember Glee was pretty big, and I love that show. So. <laughs> I made a website. <laughs> the color, color um, theory was pretty bad. It was really bright and ugly, but what sites weren't at that time? I was super young, so that's an excuse. Then I made one for skateboarding, <laughs> and I would just check out books from the library on HTML and CSS and read them. We do game design, and my parents, I think, were very happy that I was interested in a career that made money. <laughs> So uh, I went to a lot of uh, tech camps over the summer as well. 
And in high school, I took AP Computer Science. I really enjoyed it. And then I went to college. I graduated with a BS in Computer Science. And that was about three years ago. And now I'm in industry. Um, Tassie, you want to go next? Because your journey into tech is a very interesting one. Yeah, it was very uh, unconventional. Um, so I went to college for film. I wanted to be a screenwriter. And I picked, honestly, the wrong college for that. <laughs> so here's here's the thing about me. Okay. So when I went to college, I wanted to be a film writer. But my parents pressured me into doing something or pursuing a degree in something that would make me money. So I switched my freshman year to English literature so I could become an English teacher or professor. Um, but the bug to write for film just wouldn't let up. So I switched right back to film. Um, so I went to college for about three years before the money dried up. So I had to drop out. Um, so I didn't graduate college. And I spent a couple of years kind of just trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do. Because though I loved screenwriting, my experience in college definitely opened my eyes to how difficult it would be, especially for a black woman in the film industry to make a name for herself. Um, Hollywood has this kind of flavor of the month type of deal. So if you can't just be a bunch of people. You can't have a whole bunch of black women doing one thing. Like it's just that one and we're going to prop that person up and it's going to be really hard for everybody else. So it's very like narrow. That path to film writing was pretty narrow. And my experience with that just kind of made me realize that that wasn't the energy that I was seeking for my life. That rat race basically to the top. So um, I played with the idea of front end engineering, which I didn't know was a possibility for me even when I was in college. Like, the idea of getting a CS degree was pretty overwhelming. And I was just like, I don't think I would be good at it. I don't think I, it was just not something that came across my mind as something that I could do as as a job for a career. Um, but I always played around with HTML and CSS in high school and in college. It was always something that I kind of knew about and kind of knew what to do with it. But beyond that, I didn't think it was anything that I could do industry wise. Um, so I worked in retail for a really long time, um, before I landed at, uh, my previous company where I worked in their distribution center and, uh, three months into working at the distribution center, they offered the hourly employees this opportunity to go to a boot camp, learn how to be a web developer. And once you graduated that boot camp, they would promote you um, into the software engineering role that you studied at, you know, study for, for your bootcamp. So I applied, I had to go through the entire application process the way anybody else would. And I got in and still to this day, I'm kind of like, wow, I don't, I don't know how, but sure. Um, oh, so please, I, Tessie, you're, <laughs> you're intelligent. I know why. Thank you. But like the, the whole process was very like, um, 
surreal. You know, you have to go through rounds and rounds of interviews, which I guess was kind of, uh, it kind of mirrored the actual process when you want to get a software engineering job in any, at any company. You go through these multiple rounds of interviews before they finally make a decision. So I went through a couple of rounds of interviews, went through a workshop, and then they came back on my birthday that I got into the boot camp, which I thought was really cool. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good day. Um, but the next 10 months of my life was pretty grueling. Um, the stipulation of the program is that I had to continue working at my job full time while going to this boot camp nights and weekends on top of me being a single mom. So it was a very tough nine months. and But I did it. Wasn't and, your commute also very long? Oh, yes. So I was commuting from New Jersey to Queens. Wow. Every day, <laughs> like five That's days a week. a commute. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough commute. It was about an hour and a half back and forth. So um, An hour and a half each way? Each way, Oof. yeah. It was, yeah. My whole day was consumed with this company and then boot camp. um but after the nine months i like they promised was promoted into my role as a software engineer and that's where i got my experience as a front-end engineer and that is the story of that (laughs) that's wow that's amazing (laughs) i don't think you've done that good for you yeah wow thank you that's so awesome (laughs) what's your story show you uh, yeah, I mean, for me, uh, it's not nearly as exciting <laughs> as Tossie just shared. Um, but I, so I actually wanted to be a doctor when I was growing up, which um, if anyone listening has immigrant parents, I'm sure you understand <laughs> why I wanted to become a doctor. Um, but like I grew up like wanting to be a pediatrician. And then I got to my junior year of college and kind of was, or not college, high school. And was like, yeah, I don't want to do that at all. Um, So then I started kind of thinking about what my other friends were interested in studying or people I was also in school with. And they were like, oh, yeah, like engineering sounds cool. Um, And I had always liked like playing around with like computers and phones and stuff like that when I was younger. So I was like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. Um, when When it came time to apply for college, I... You had to pick your major. So I picked computer engineering. Um, Well, I actually did computer science first. And then I I was like, no, I think I want to do engineering instead. And so I got like two acceptance letters, um, one for computer science and one for computer engineering. And so I went into computer engineering, did that for four years. It was really difficult. Um, Do not recommend. Um, No, that's a lie. Do it if you want to. But it was really hard. And then from there... I interned my sophomore and junior summers at like companies and then I ended up getting my first internship or my first job out of college at the company I interned with um, after my junior year, which was Goldman Sachs. And that's kind of the rest has kind of been history with that. I feel like I didn't really know like none of my friends actually when I was in college studied computer engineering. They all studied like some other type of engineering um, and I didn't really have, like, that many friends in my major either. I randomly met Nicole in one yeah, of my classes. In a, in a random class. Um, I remember helping was... you with a problem once. And I was like, that's my first much show you, I think. 
Maybe. I don't know. I think we might have just like sat next to each other because we were both black. <laughs> and we were like, oh, <laughs> let's just sit together. Um, but That's how it works. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> wait, wait. Funny story about that. When Tossie joined the company, I was already working there. I see Tossie and I like hear from people around the company that she's like an engineer. I'm like, another black woman in engineering? I was the only one. I was like, hello, how are you doing? <laughs> Yes, my first day. I saw you, but you were, like, seated on the other side of the office. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> There's another black girl here. I, like, tried to find you. I remember, like, walking around. And then, hi, how are you doing? If you need help, come talk to me. Let's get lunch. Yes, I remember that very vividly. It was so funny. Yeah, so. Uh, Nothing changes. Like, every space yeah. is like, who, who's the closest to me that can understand my experience? <laughs> I need to link up with that person. But Tossie's great. And then even though we both <laughs> left the company we were at, we, we still chat. So I find it funny when you were talking about computer engineering and how it was very tough. Um, because I remember in high school, I went to this local college. They had like a Discover Engineering Day. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do computer science or computer engineering. So I went to it. I saw the hardware they were working with. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do any of this at all. So then I took my butt straight to computer science and lived my life. Yeah. That's crazy. I actually do like the hardware aspect of it. Um, I'm just not good at it. Like, I think one thing I learned in college is that it's very important to recognize your strengths and your weaknesses. And um, it was like, do I want to spend hours, years trying to get good at something that it's like, I like it? Or do I want to kind of do stuff that like I'm already somewhat good at? Um, not that I was like this amazing programmer or anything, but I was better at programming than I was at building circuits. And so that's kind of what led me to going down the software engineering route. But hardware engineering is still cool. It's just really, it just, it took a lot <laughs> out of me. Yeah. Um, I think also the fact of like, you're doing a lot at the same time. Like I was doing like classes with electrical engineers, classes with CS majors, and then like trying to, it was like working different parts of my brain all the time. Um, and that I think is in itself is difficult when you're trying to do that, like 17 credits every semester. Like How it's just do that. Oh, geez. Brutal. Um, don't know. I somehow <laughs> managed to make it work. And now we're here. <laughs> I feel like the slacker where Tossie was commuting Three hours round trip. Should I was taking 17 credit hours. <laughs> Honestly, you you just knew what you wanted and you went with it. Yeah. That, that's really what it, what yeah, it is. Yes, it's a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, sure. it was like in survival mode, which is what, you know, pushed me to doing that. Like, I was at a point when I was working at the distribution center, I was kind of like, okay, I have to figure something out, like, ASAP so like when this opportunity came up I I was just like I'm gonna make this work no matter like how hard it may be like I was just in pure survival mode at that point because there were days where I was just like oh my god I don't want to get on this train I don't want to <laughs> like I don't want to go and there was this this voice in the back of my head that was just like girl if you don't go you're gonna be so upset with yourself later <laughs> So, like, yeah, that's the only reason why, like, I even got through it. Because I, I definitely, it's definitely an experience that was, like, 
really intense. Something that I probably don't want to ever do again. But yeah, it was definitely very uh, survivalist type of situation there. But and your boot camp was free, right? It was not. Oh. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's a different conversation for a different. Co- no, I mean, episode, let's but. like part of it is like really just trying to figure out. Like we have our coming in with more of a traditional background of studying it and getting into the industry. Um, And we're kind of just trying to talk about weighing the pros and cons of each for people who are maybe deciding right now they're in their, I don't know, whatever scenario they're in, but just kind of really figuring out like pros and cons or even someone who is trying to maybe switch their career path as well like do they want to do the boot camp life or do they want to maybe go back and get like a second degree instead um so yeah let's talk about it how much sure if you don't mind how much was oh uh, no i don't mind at all so my situation was a bit unique in that the program was partnered with my job so everybody that i knew uh outside of any executives involved um, any everybody that knew about the program thought that it was paid for. So going into it, I thought like it was kind of like a scholarship type of thing. It wasn't. It was a bait and switch. It was a bait and switch. Oh. Exactly. Like it was like, hey, you know, hourly employees, do you guys want to learn how? You know, you want to learn a skill? Do you want to like change careers? Do you want to do something with corporate? Well this is how you do it. And we're all like, oh, okay, cool. So like our company is, you know, footing the bill on this because that's how we heard about it in the first place. And they kind of advertised it as, you know, within, it was within the company, basically. It was like something that the company was offering and that you as an employee um, take advantage of this opportunity and then you get a return on that um, investment. However... Um, it was right around the time that I was getting ready to complete the program when they were kind of like, yeah, so it costs this amount of money. <laughs> and, and there was so much going on because at first we thought it was a kind of like a charitable donation. So this boot camp was under the guise of um, if you go into it, and you get a job at, through the boot camp. Once you complete it and you get a job, you're supposed to give back like 12% of your yearly income for three years. And that's high for boot camps, right? That's really high for a boot camp. But Do you we know also, the regular percentages? Um, So other boot camps don't do what is called an income share agreement. They basically tell you how much the boot camp is. And how you can get it paid down. Um, With income share agreements, it kind of traps you into paying way more than it's worth. Because you go to the boot camp, and boot camps usually are worth maybe around $13,000 to $17,000. You'll end up paying um, over a course of years. With an income share agreement... And you're telling them that I'll give you a percentage of my income for a, per- a certain amount of years. It could be anywhere between eighty to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, 
that you're paying 12% of every year for three to five years. And that's a lot of money because it's going to be way more than $17,000. I don't know any boot camp worth more than that unless you're going to college. Um, so they kind of changed what was the idea of this charitable donation to an income share agreement that we didn't really agree to. Mm. And it kind of, it was like a whole mess for a lot of graduates after that. That's awful because some people coming into these programs are low income. Yeah. And so that's you're exactly them, like a pay yeah. loan where you pay more on the other end. Absolutely. And the, the problem with that is that they were specifically targeting underrepresented communities low-income communities, people who are pretty much desperate to get out of their situation. Um, they go into, like, these communities and spin their web of optimism and hope. Like, if you don't want to be poor anymore, like, this is the this is the program for you. And it's really not the case because essentially what you're doing is making them more poor because now they have to share a huge chunk of their income with this company. Uh, well, with this boot camp, and continue this cycle of poverty really. And that's not what anybody would sign up for if they knew the truth. You know what I mean? Like this is definitely not something I would have signed up for if I knew like upfront that that's what they planned to do, but they made it seem like it was like, you're going to help the next cohort get computers and books. And that money is going to go towards paying um, instructors and volunteers and all this other stuff. You thought it was like this great thing. Like, oh, I'm contributing to the cycle of getting people a skill that will get them out of poverty. And it's not that case because when we graduated, they're talking about that money goes back to their investors. And we're like, that's, not what we signed up for like at all so like when you i guess found out this information did you think about like comparing other boot camps or were you kind of like i'm just here i'm already in well yeah because um i thought that my only way out of this because i had already signed the paperwork and then it was after we signed these contracts that they were like, psych, this is what we're actually about. And it's like, wow, well, we're already stuck. And my thought was, okay, well, I'll just go back to the company. I had, you know, I was in contact with the CEO of our company at the time, or CTO rather. And I was just trying to get as much information as possible. Like I understood like, okay, so I already signed this contract, but... I'm here through my job. So that's different, right? And then nobody gave me an answer. Like I was sort of like, oh, well, they'll get back to me. They'll get back to me. And I was sort of like in this, like between a rock and a hard place, essentially. Like I didn't want to not be um, trained in this skill so I can be promoted within my company. But at the same time, the question remained was like, what exactly am I paying for? And what exactly, like, are you expecting of me as somebody in this program through my job? Which nobody could answer. And I still didn't get an answer when I started working there. I was, like, incredibly confused. Um, 
I will say that even though my experience with a boot camp in terms of like the financials was sketchy and weird, like not all boot camps are like that at all. They're pretty much upfront in terms of like, this is what you have to pay and this is what, you know, we're offering in exchange for that. So what are, what, what do you, would you say are some of the signs? And then also what are the different like payment methods that you've seen when you've looked at different boot camps? Right. So, um, I think a major red flag, um, for this type of sort of predatory boot camps, cause they are out there, um, is one, this income, income share agreement. If they're doing that, I would say, like, really consider if this is anything that you want to do because it, you'll end up paying a lot more money than it's worth. Um, another sign would be just th- on their end, the inability to answer straightforward questions. If they're if they're not if they're not answering a yes or no question, that's sketchy. You know, we uh, on orientation night there were questions made like is this a charitable donation? Can I write it off on my taxes? Blah, 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 blah. And the answers were always the same. We're not lawyers, so we can't really speak on that. And that should have been like, oh, this is weird. Um, but I will say, um, in terms of like what you're willing to pay for, um, just compare, like there's a lot of boot camps popping up here and there. Um, they all offer pretty much the same thing. <laughs> if you want to learn web dev, if you want to learn um, mobile, they all have pretty much the same curriculum. And just see if it's right for you. Some some programs are really quick. I personally think that um, anybody going into software engineering through a boot camp should consider taking their time with it and not like, oh, I have to get this done in three, four months and then I can get a job because you're not going to feel job ready. Trust me. Like even if you go through the interview process and you ace it and you get the job, it's not the same. <laughs> like it's just not going to be the same. And you're going into it with only three months experience with even the concept of coding, you know, and that's unreasonable. <laughs> like you don't know, you don't know what you're doing. And that's fine. But I think being able to sit in it and learn it and really understand what it is that you're doing is very important, which is something that boot camps don't really push because they want what they want you to do is get a job so you can start paying them back. Um, so really, it's just a it's it it's a money cycle. It's not really an education cycle. They don't they're not really concerned with whether or not you understand the material they want to be able to make you job ready so that you can, can start you talk about them. your experience from you interviewing for this boot camp through the boot camp itself like what did that entail so the interview process to get into the boot camp were a series of interviews and um like these mental puzzles. So they would give you like these puzzles to kind of talk through with them and like solve them. Well, not necessarily. They're not, they weren't really looking for the right answer. They were basically looking for how you think. 
Um, they wanted to hear your thought process and how you get to your answer. Um, and then from there, if you can get past those first two interviews, which was like a regular, like, like a chatty interview and then the, you know, the thought puzzles. And then there was a two day workshop where they taught you like vanilla JavaScript for two days and then assessed how you were able to cope with that. And from there, they made their decision. Um, I think it was like over a thousand or 2000 people at the time at my cohort that um, applied and went through the interview process. And then they only chose like 144 people. And from there, they kind of just disperse you into three groups. (laughs) So there was a web dev that I was in and then there was iOS and Android. Um, you didn't really have a choice on which one you were get into. You kind of made the suggestion of what you wanted to do. I told them I wanted to do iOS, but they put me in web dev and I was like, okay. Were um, the (laughs) Android and iOS cohorts smaller or about the same size? No, they were all the same size. I mean, of course, over time it dwindled because people dropped out and all that other fun stuff. Um, but essentially each class was the same size. Were there a lot of dropouts? Um, the Yes. Um, there were quite a few during the day. And then I think for my cohort, my specific class, there was like three or four people who dropped out or never showed up, you know, like. It's, it was a toss up. You you were either accepted and you showed up or you didn't. And um, I think over time, I think about four people dropped out of my class. I know a couple of people dropped out during days. Um, so, yeah, there, some t- because essentially like you have to ask yourself, can I even handle it? Because it was just as intense for me as everybody else. Everybody else had other jobs or responsibilities and had to come in um, for, you know, a good chunk of their day. Um, especially on days, it was like a full-time class. So it was like eight hours. And so I was on night week nights and weekends. So I was there, um, at night, Monday through Wednesday, and then there eight hours on Saturday and Sunday. So it was, it was very intense. So a lot of people were just like, I don't know if I can even put up with this, you know, with all the other things that I have going on with my life. It was pretty, it was pretty intense for everybody. Um, so, but like, what were some of the the pros? Like, what's like? Oh, yeah. What are well, the there's some definitely pros. Like, at the end of the day, I think I think boot camps are great if you're, you know, able to put in that time and that work. Um, some of the pros is definitely the community there. Like, it was it's like going to school and meeting new people, and you got to like build things with people and build connections. And I still am in close contact with a lot of my classmates from three years ago. Um, and it's it was a lot of fun. Um, and you're learning something that you didn't really think you had access to before. It's, I mean, at least for me, you know, um, software engineering was something that I genuinely just did not think was possible for me. And to be in that atmosphere, I mean... I went through notorious like stretches of imposter syndrome. I kept asking myself, how am I even here? Like the first month I really was like, oh my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, I don't belong here. I don't know why I'm here. But the great thing was is like everyone around me was like, 
asking themselves the same question. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why are we here? Like, I don't know how I got here. So you got to at least not feel alone in that. And then we had an instructor who was great. And he was just like, listen, you're all asking, you know, why are you even here that you can't do it? I'm going to tell you, you can. Because everybody goes through this. Everybody thinks they can't do it. Like, um, so just do it. And that support system that you get from basically everybody learning at the same level is it was pretty great. And it got you through it. You know, some people wanted to drop out. You know, I am not, you know, I too was one of those people who was like, I probably should let this go. But they're, my, my classmates were like, girl, if you don't stick it out, like, come on, we, we, we got this, you know? And I think that was really special, especially as an older, um, like boot camper, you know, you start to feel like some sort of way, like maybe I'm too old to be trying to do something like this. I mean, I'm not that old, but like, I felt really old (laughs) amongst all these young 20 somethings. I was just like, oh my God. (laughs) No, but like, it still felt like this is for the young ones maybe I'm too old to be doing this but they were like girl don't even um and that was really helpful that helped me get through those nine months of like this intense situation it was very helpful I think that was really great um I think the major the major pro of going to a boot camp is learning how to code like I love it I think it's a lot of fun and I love solving weird bizarre buggy problems um because you get to see at least for me you know being on the front end like you get to see like your work in action you know excuse me there's like a return for your effort um and that to me is very fulfilling and you know and worthwhile so i i i always like say go for it Like, that's just my general attitude, but also be smart about it. You know, just don't sign up for any old boot camp that just popped up, you know, like do your homework for sure. So you would suggest someone goes to like a general assembly or. Yes, a a, a more established one. Um, If boot camp is something that you think is your path. Now, overall, if you have the means and you have the opportunity, definitely go to college. <laughs> I think it's 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 invaluable what your experience will be having all those years of learning it rather than a couple of months. Uh, I think college provides a more in-depth, holistic understanding of what it is that you're doing rather than three to six months of coding and just knowing how to do it. There's there's a difference, you know, like I want to be able to know why I'm writing this because because you can answer that for yourself. Well, I'm writing it because A, B, C, and D. Like I know how. And like I know how to write a function, but I don't know why I'm doing it. And that was my problem for like the first three to five months of my working at our, the company that we worked for. It's just like, I don't know why I'm doing that especially when you're going into a legacy code that's been there for years and years before you even got there. You have absolutely no idea what the heck is going on. 
Um, so understanding why you're doing something is way more important than, in my opinion, than how to do it. Because there is multiple ways on how to do something in software engineering. Like you'll figure it out. But the why is way more important. And I think you get that more at college than you do at a boot camp because they're not really concerned with why you know something. They just want to know. They just teaching you how to do it. Can you give a quick rundown of your curriculum? Like what exactly did you learn within those nine months? Right. So it kind of jumped around a lot. Um, My curriculum was ever changing. So when I first started, it was a very clear uh, path. So we're going to learn the basics HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Um, we had a short, um, like a short lesson on data structures and algorithms that lasted way shorter than it should have. <laughs> and uh, and then from there, once you learned all that stuff, then we learned well for web dev. Um, we learned React, Node.js, and Redux. Um, and then from there, once you got that down, you spent the next like couple of months building something, whatever that was, like that was up to you, but you would take all that you've learned and like build an app. And that could be about anything. Yeah. Literally about anything. As long as it was approved by the, the instructor, you could build whatever. Um, like, but how do you, like, I'd be concerned about people building apps that are too complex for their knowledge. Yeah, so it, there was a review process. So we came, we pitched them an idea um, as groups. So we got, we split up into groups and then we pitched an idea on what app we wanted to make. And then our instructor would probably be like, that's a little too complicated for your skill set. Um, you pr- and then they would give us suggestions on how to make it a little more simpler uh, so it could be something that we could actually do. Um, or they would tell us that it was too simple and you might want to ramp it up a bit. So that's essentially what happened. So if someone said, I want to build Facebook. Yeah. Like, oh no, honey. Um, honey, we already <laughs> did that. You know, try something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was basically like that, but essentially no idea was really off the table. It was just like helping you get it to a place that was buildable and, I don't think it even necessarily had to be unique. It was just like, like, like so many people made dating apps. So like, it didn't matter, you know, just as long as you were able to pull it off. And yeah. And then from there we did workshops and then we had a presentation day and that was a part of the grade to be able to present your app and, and then you graduate. Like if you did that, then you're basically done. <laughs> and then obviously, I think there was also a solo project that you had to do in order to graduate. And after you graduated, or maybe before, how did they support you if they even did trying to find jobs? Was there a career portal or were there leads? How did they try to assist you? So there was always, uh, that was the only thing that my boot camp really did was tell us about job opportunities because again, their business model is basically based on you getting a job. So they wanted you to get a job. So they were constantly telling you this place is hiring and um, we're going to throw your resume at them if that's okay. And essentially that was basically it in terms of support after graduation. 
there was a time when they were offering like extended education. So if you, once you graduated and you still feel like a little uncomfortable, you were able to go back to the boot camp and sit in on classes that the next cohort was currently in, which doesn't really work for everybody's schedule. It's not really something that was reasonable. Um, you could also, um, at the time, I'm not sure what they do now because I've lost contact with them for a couple of years. So I'm not really sure what it is that they do now. Um, but at the time you could still go in for interview prep. So you can make, uh, an appointment and then an instructor or a volunteer would help you prep for interviews. Um, but in terms of, I think that was like really the only things that they, offered in terms of like post-graduation support when you're working your jobs now or maybe uh your first job maybe is a little different because you were already there mm-hmm. but when you find yourself job searching I know that a lot of companies say oh you don't need a degree and boot camps are welcome self-taught but do you think there is a bias against boot camp even if people don't say that they're consciously doing that me personally yes I think whether it's conscience, conscious or unconscious, I think there is a bias in terms of like hiring. Um, I feel like you can hear, you can feel the air change. You can feel this, you can feel the air in the room kind of like shift when you tell them, I don't have a CH degree. I didn't go to college. I, I went to a boot camp. And in, at that point, you're starting to feel, at least for me, I feel like there's, more scrutiny in my abilities like oh so you did go to a boot camp well what did you learn and what's your what tech stacks do you like have knowledge in and um can you speak more on how that even works like they they kind of like mini test you a little bit especially um recently more recently um they kind of scrutinize a bit you know on what you actually know and i think there is a bit of grace for people with CS degrees. Um, they're kind of like, oh, well, you went to college, so I don't really care what kind of tech stack you know. It doesn't matter. Um, so, I mean, I'm only saying that from my experience. I obviously am not sitting in with these recruiters talking to people with CS degrees. You know, I can't say for sure that that's what they're doing, but it certainly feels that way. Um, and it especially feels that way when they ask you. I feel like they they're just a little bit extra when it comes to boot campers. You know, they just want to double, triple check to make sure that it is that you know what it is that you know. Um, some of the questions sometimes feel, especially as somebody who's now industry experienced, when I go on interviews now, it still feels kind of like. Well, she doesn't have a CS degree, so like I don't really care that she worked for a tech company for a year and a half. Um, she probably still doesn't know <laughs> like all that we need her to know. So I guess, yeah, now that you are in this interview stage phase, what kind of things are you doing to prepare? Because I feel like for me, even though I do have like a college degree, for example, like I still find tech interviews to be very daunting yeah um (laughs) so and it's it's been interesting just hearing you talk about like not not knowing the how um but you know or not knowing the what 
but knowing how. Yeah. Um, but how how do you think that because you know that now, like how do you think that that channels how you prepare for interviews? And do you think it would be different if you had a CS degree? Yeah, I think if I had a CS degree, it probably would feel a little less impostery. Like, I wouldn't feel so not confident. <laughs> like, now that I'm back interviewing and I'm going through the interview stages with a bunch of companies, I've been taking a bunch of online courses on languages that I already worked in. So, like, in my last company, I was front end, so I was working React literally for a year and a half. And I still feel that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, and it's 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 kind of like a pain in the butt. So, like, I'm taking these courses online with, like, Codecademy and um, Udemy and stuff. And as I'm going through these these courses, each lesson, I'm like, I know this. I know this already. But it still feels when you're going through interviews that maybe you should make sure you know it, you know? So that's what I've been doing, just going back and just refreshing myself on what it is that I do know and trying to, like, expand on what it is that I don't really know. Like, I may be familiar with it, but I'm not, like, I'm not a master of it. And are it, I mean, we're not really masters of anything really because it's always like changing so like I don't I can't master any of it but like I want to know enough to feel confident going into an interview and be like yeah I know that don't even worry about it girl I got it like um so that's how I prepare for interviews I try and uh organize my thoughts a lot before going into like a interview with a recruiter just so I can not sound like I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Um, and I think we all do that. You know, we rehearse in our heads what it is that we want to say to them. So to sound like our best self, um, because I feel like there's no room for the ums and ahs and, well, let me think about that and I'm not really sure. Um, you have to kind of be, especially since coronavirus, they, they're not interested in onboarding, like, a super junior engineer. They're like, you know, with coronavirus, we can't really, um, we don't really have the means to um, onboard somebody who's a little more junior. I've heard that a lot during this year, interviewing for stuff. Like, um, the first couple of companies that I worked for was just like, I mean, not worked for, but interviewed for, they were kind of like, I'm not, we we really kind of like super strapped right now. So, I mean, the less onboarding you need, the better. And I was just like, um, so how is anybody supposed to get a job if they only have like a year and a half experience? You know, so this year has been particularly stressful in that, you know, they're like, girl, we kind of just want to hire senior engineers and just be done with it. Um... So I'm trying to make myself as knowledgeable as possible so they don't have to worry so much about onboarding me like virtually because not a lot of companies are interested in doing that right now. 
Are you reading data structures books and taking classes? Because you mentioned that was a yeah. So I am taking a of data structure, a data engineering course on Codecademy. I'm I'm like doing them all. <laughs> you know, like whatever you got. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. Um, but my my goal right now is to f- you know like fully understand data structures and algorithms. So I'm definitely like reading up on that. I'm asking, you know, some of my former coworkers, like, what are some good books about A, B, C, and D? And some of them have been really responsive and very, like, um, enthusiastic about giving me suggestions on books to read. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. Um, so that these next couple of interviews where they're asking me about, excuse me, um, asking me about algorithms and data structures, I'll be like, oh, I got you. Like, I got it. Yeah, even as a college grad, those interviews are always very difficult because then I have to think back to my college classes or read books or review, go and lead code Mm -hmm. to complete these interviews. A lot of the stuff they test you on, you'll never use again, which I find find very annoying. Yeah. Yeah, interview process in general for anyone. Is, and is I think lot. especially people who are more junior, it's it's very hard. Yeah. And people prepare for months. Like if you want to go to a Google or something, yeah. their interviews are very intense. Intense. And like unnecessarily so. I I, yeah. I feel like in general, for somebody with a CS degree or not, like I feel like these the tech interview, the overall engineering interview is a lot. Like the last interview that I had required me to have like five or six different interviews before I was even given an offer. And I didn't even make it past like the third one because they were like, oh, sorry, we already, uh, we just hired somebody for the position you're interviewing for. So I'm like, you just gave me the technical. (laughs) And they were like, sorry, girl, we just hired somebody for this role. So you don't even have to worry about it. That's like, that's a true testament of the fact that like, just be like you can interview for jobs and you cannot get it and it usually sometimes has nothing to do with you and it's all about how the company has allocated their resources mm-hmm. yeah and i um i kind of felt cheated because i had been going back and forth with this company since june or july and then they finally gave me the technical and they were like oh um there's no set time. Just, you know, make sure you can allocate like three to five hours to doing it fine without interruption. And they already knew my background. They already know that I'm a single mom and I live here with my kid and my nephew is also here and they have distance learning and all this other stuff. So I really had to just wait till the weekend. Then the weekend comes and they're like, we just hired someone. Sorry. This position's closed. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, what am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. <laughs> so it's I mean, so awful because it shows you that the HR is as organized where people committed part of their time. Like you said, you're very busy mm-hmm. to do things and it doesn't matter at the end. Right. So that was my, that's like my critique of it. It's like, so which is the truth? Do you want us to wait until we have the time to actually sit down and do it? Or do you want us to do it quickly? 
so we can continue to stay in the running for this position. Because then that, you know, the question is asked, like, is it true that you want us to take our time with it? Um, Because again, like, you know, like you said, you know, people are busy and people have a lot going on, especially since Rona, you know, where there's a lot of engineers who probably have family at home that they have to take care of first before they can sit down for three hours locked in a room just coding. Like it's not, it's not possible for a lot of people. It just kind of makes it a little more difficult for people who've got a lot going on in the background to commit to doing these tech challenges. If you were to, if someone wants to go to boot camp, we already discussed looking at the price structure to see if the boot camp is legit or not, or one they should attend. Mm-hmm. But what other tips could you give to people on how to find a boot camp that? will work for them and isn't a scam. Right. <laughs> well, again, I think um, your your best line of defense is just intense research. Like, again, there's a lot of boot camps and they're popping up like every day. So just researching and, and ask a lot of questions. Like when you call the boot camp up and you're like, I'm ready to join, but have a bunch of questions on hand, you know, like what are you offering? How... You know, how solid is your curriculum? Because for me, our curriculum was always changing. And it's like, it's, you can't even keep up. <laughs> you know, like the syllabus was always like, oh, we're going to do something different now. Um, like, for instance, we learned React, but that wasn't on the curriculum. <laughs> like they're like, oh, we're just going to we're just going to teach you React now. And we were like, I was fine with it. But my instructor was kind of like you know, oh my God, now I have to pivot and do something completely different. And it almost seemed like he wasn't really prepared to do that. Like he had, he had in his mind, this is what I'm going to teach them. And this is how I'm going to teach it to them. And then to constantly throw these curveballs at him, like, now you got to teach him this. And now you got to teach him that. And it's like, you know, can he I'm not saying that he can't, he could, but like he wasn't prepared for that. And so that kind of threw us all off. Um, so being sure that the boot camp is solid in their syllabus and their curriculum, that's super important. So you know, even ahead of time, what it is that you're learning. And then you can kind of like prepare yourself when you finally start, you know, ask questions about their instructors, like what kind of experience do they have? Will they be able to handle a classroom full of people who don't know? That was another thing that was a problem with my boot camp was the revolving door of instructors. It's like some people can't really handle that environment of teaching 30 people how to code at one time. Classroom size is also important, you know, cause my class was huge and there was only one instructor and one assistant. And then we had a couple of volunteers later on, but you know, like just ask them if they're prepared for that or what, you know, what the class size even is and, all that fun technical stuff. I would also say, you know, really weigh what you're willing to pay. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I like that rhyme there. Yeah, bars, bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, really weigh. Like, are you ready to pay this price? Because it's a lot of money. It is, especially for somebody who doesn't have it. You know, you want to hope you want to be optimistic that after you're finished with this boot camp, you're going to get a job and you're going to be set. So you, it's not even going to be a problem. 
but it can be, you know, I, I, um, some of my classmates have jobs in the industry and they're still struggling to pay these bills because life hits you. And even though it says on paper that you're getting paid a certain amount, you got to remember those taxes are really high. (laughs) So you're not really taking that home. Especially in the city. Exactly. You know, you're not taking that. You're not taking all of it home, honey. Like, uh, (laughs) you know, do the math. That's also really important. So like when you finally do the math and you realize, wow, a good chunk of what I take home is, you know, now that has to go to a boot camp. You know, see if it's worth it for you because it can be it can be really tough. Do they advertise placement rates or where the graduates are working? They or is that more hidden? Some do. So I would ask about that. My boot camp told us the graduation rate and the job rate, but it wasn't against it wasn't against people who graduated. It was against like people who were accepted into the 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 boot camp, which didn't make sense. <laughs> it's like Wait, so you could have been accepted, never stepped foot into the camp. Yep. And they would still, still count you if you got a job. You. Okay. Yeah, which didn't make any sense. It was like, I didn't, that doesn't, you can't count people who've never been here. (laughs) You didn't didn't step through the door. Like, what are you doing? Yes, it was all very, my boot camp, unfortunately, was pretty shady. But I'm not going to, I can't say that about all boot camps, like, just mine. So, again, like, research is key, essentially. Also, as an aside, um, it's very interesting seeing what careers people had before going to a boot camp. Mm-hmm. I knew someone who was in theater who went. You said you were in screenwriting. What are some more interesting careers you've heard of that went to the boot camp? We had a pastor in my class. Ooh. That was fun. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> gonna bless the code. Yes. What a cohort. Oh, so that was fun. <laughs> oh, people did all types of things like waitressing babysitting somebody worked for the attorney general she was there yeah people from all over you know we had you know um stay-at-home moms you know like it was all over the place everybody was coming from every which way it was very interesting it was a very eclectic group of people (laughs) you know and then we had some people in the boot camp who was also going to college for cs So we're like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Like, we loved it because it's like, oh, I'll just ask him because he's already going to college during the day. You know, he's he's doing code 24 seven. So he would know way more than we would. Um, He spends way more time with it. So, yeah. And then we had like people who worked for T-Mobile. That was fun. (laughs) You know, that was just everybody. Retail, hospitality. You know, we had writers, you know, we had people who just wanted to learn how to do something new. Do you think you could have ever done the, like, self-taught route, like, without the boot camp? I I ask myself that a lot. <laughs> like, could I have done this without a boot camp? I think it's better to be in an environment with people who are going through the same thing you are. Self-taught requires a lot of wherewithal. Like, I would know the first place to look if I wanted to um, teach myself. 
I learned about all those other, I learned about Udemy and I learned about Code Academy through my bootcamp. Like I didn't even know these websites existed and I didn't even know where to start to look. So when I put like learning how to code in Google, the first things that popped up were a bunch of boot camps. Like it's kind of, it's not super intuitive for someone who's never experienced, you know, the tech community as a whole. It, it was, it wasn't intuitive for them to figure out where to even look to teach yourself. I, I, the only other website that I knew of before going to boot camp was free code camp. And that was just like a really overwhelming experience for somebody who's never truly coded before. Like I know HTML, I know CSS before I went to the bootcamp, but like all the other stuff, I'm like, what is JavaScript? Never heard of her. (laughs) 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 So yeah, like, um, I think self-taught is cool. Being self-taught is cool, but I think there's a, there's a lot to be gained in having an instructor and having people to bounce ideas off of and that community. It, it's, it, it really counts for something to have people going through the same experience you're going through and learning at the same pace that you're learning and an instructor who should know the answers to your questions rather than you Googling for hours to try and figure it out on your own. One thing I will say is that I've met a lot of bootcamp graduates. I've worked with them, but I've never worked with someone who's self-taught. Yeah. And like you were saying, first, you don't know where to start Two, even if you complete code Academy and free code camp, I don't think you're completely ready for a job because those are limited situations. And also, you need to know yourself. Like, you need to be that person who's always been very dedicated and you're going to actually do the work all the time because it can also be easy to, you know, go off on a tangent and study something that's not super relevant. And, like, with college and boot camp, this curriculum, you know what you're you're going to learn, when it's going to happen. And if you're doing more outside research, at least know what you need to look out for. But... There's just so much information on the web, which is great, but also can be overwhelming right. if you don't know where you're going. Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of like, that's the trap of being self-taught is that there's too much information out there and you, you'll you get lost in the, the in the fray of what to learn, what to focus on. If you're going to go the self-taught route, I would say like a good tip would be to go to a boot camps website and look at their syllabus because it's always up there. And then you can kind of like follow that on your own and like Google, okay, algorithms, what's that about? You know, um, you know, data structures, what's that about? That sounds fun. Um, but like keeping yourself organized, that is kind of like a cheat way to do it. (laughs) Like um, taking somebody else's syllabus and kind of going off of that so you can stay focused. So now you know, this is what I need to know if I want to be a web developer. This is what I need to know if I want to learn iOS, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you so much, Chassie, for discussing the ins and outs of boot camps. That was really something we didn't know about. Since we all went to college, uh, I know, Chassie, you majored in screenwriting. Let's kind of uh, transition to the pros and cons of a college experience. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I think for me, a big pro was just networking, meeting a lot of my friends, some of my best friends that I still like ride for to this day I met when I was in college. Um, and I feel like I got a lot of experience beyond the classroom as well. Like I studied abroad. I did Wait, research. you studied abroad? Where'd you go? I went to England. <gasps> I went to Italy. Italy. Yeah. When did you go to England? Um, when did I go? Maybe the fall of 2014. The semester before I oh, met you. Okay. Nice. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I didn't get to that part of uh, studying abroad. There's still time for you to travel, Tassie. I know. I, it's never I'm, too late. Oh, I'm I mean, right now. now. Oh, please stay inside. Yeah. Do not go oh, on a plane right not. now. No way. No <laughs> Maybe way. in 2021, 22. We'll see. <laughs> we will. Yeah, jumping back on networking, I thought obviously the college experience is very important. I also did meet lifelong friends that I talked to to this day. It's great for that. But I think the most advantageous part about college is the network where I have friends that are at Google, I have friends that are at Apple, and most jobs in tech come through referrals. So if you know someone, your resume can jump the line. Or you can maybe skip parts of the interview process, depending on how strong these referrals are. And a lot of people miss... Nicole's saying she knows people in places. I never said that. What a play. The sea, the sea of Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. Google, Apple. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Oh, so no, I never said that. No, Netflix. I'm just saying. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is that the people you go to school with will most likely have jobs in industry, no matter where they end up. I mean, it doesn't have to be at Google. It could be... I don't know, maybe someone works for H&M and you want to work at technology there. I'm not sure. But just the people you know, making those friendships and consciously trying to make those friendships by either joining clubs for your major or just talking to people, talking to people in your classes, it's very helpful and will help you for your career because people you know, like 10, 20 years from now, oh, she works at this place I want to work at. Let me go talk to her. Oh, you remember me from this club? Just those type of connections are very powerful and useful to have. Besides meeting great people, networking is great. Yeah, I completely agree. My college experience, although I wish I could say I still talk to um, my friends from college, I do not. They went on to have like these incredibly vibrant lives. And, you know, I think there was, there's some... I don't know. I guess there's some sort of disconnect when you drop out. It kind of fades a bit. Like, I I remember the first semester. So I finally, like, I just, like, closed out all my accounts there. What, you know, the things I had to do to drop out. And the first semester after that, like, my roommates were just continuing to be college students. And I kind of, like, felt left out a bit. I'm still social media friends with them for sure. But like, I wish that were the case where we're still like calling each other and Zoom calls and all that stuff. I do kind of miss that. That's like one of the best parts of going to college for me was just like the friends that you made and having that that bit of freedom like right out of high school and now you're an adult and you can hang out and go to parties and not go to bed at 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I, I I really do miss that about college. It's just like hanging out with people and getting to know like all these new people. It was just like an interesting, um, just an observation of life. Like the like the it was like the doors finally opened up, and you got to see like all these different lives just commingling. It was pretty dope. Yeah, because I also didn't go to the college in the state I grew mm. up in. So just meeting people I would have never met otherwise yeah. from that state and from other places around the country. And like even Very looking true. at my parents, their friends from college, they still talk to them to wow. this day. Like making those lifelong friends or just very close yeah. friends. And of course, that doesn't mean you can't make friends after college. It's just a lot harder. Yeah. You make friends at work. <laughs> you can. Tassie, how you doing? What's up? <laughs> How's it going? Show you how you doing. <laughs> Wait, no, I knew you in college, so that, never mind. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me forgetting things. That's excellent. Jumping off what Shoya said, I think another great thing was just the faculty, mm. um, professors that most likely, depending on what college you go to, are probably working in research and maybe just talking with them because they, maybe you can become an assistant and work on some projects. I knew some friends that did that and ended doing some, uh, doing some research. Or a lot of professors came from industry. I remember I was graduating and I was, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and talked to one of my professors who was really great and guided me uh, very well. Yeah, I did not talk to my professors like that, so I cannot relate to that I only talked to, to like experience. one professor because he's very cool, but I'm not going to pretend like I talk to every professor like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was not cool with my professors. Um, they probably don't know who I am. They probably only know who I am because I was the only black person in their uh, class, so. Yeah. I had one <laughs> professor that I had that kind of relationship with, and he was my creative writing professor, and I don't know why, because I really did think that a lot of what I wrote was just garbage. But he he was always like, oh, my God, that short story that you wrote last week was so great. Blah, 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 blah. I have a few suggestions. And I was just like, OK, <laughs> OK, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you dig that. Like, I'm glad you dig that. I, it, it was like he was pretty much the only professor that I had who really encouraged my um my writing. Um, I had a lot of professors and a lot of like screenwriting professors, film professors, just general professors who couldn't give two craps about like what I was doing. I was kind of like the kid in the back of the class type deal, but he was really encouraging. And I still remember that like 10 years later, Jesus, 11 oh my god <laughs> yeah so yeah that was a really um it, it had an impression on me and my abilities to do what it is that I wanted to do like he really encouraged it it was nice to feel encouraged by the people who were teaching you because I feel like a lot of professors are kind of cynical like you kind of come across these professors who are just kind of like I'm, I don't know, <laughs> like jaded, don't want to be there. I got that vibe from a lot of my professors as well. They were just here. I'm just here for the check. I mean, like, you know why I'm here. 
I'm just, I'm just here for my research. Right. I mean, <laughs> honestly, as yeah. an adult, same. <laughs> I'm also oh here God. for yeah. the tech. So, you know, do you. Yeah, but one of the major cons, I think, is how expensive oh God, college yes. is and how it continues to rise. You can tell that we're in America because we're talking year. about college students. A lot of student loan debt. <laughs> Woo, chow. Yes. Uh, yes. That that uh, college tuition money is no joke. And those college loans, boy. I don't know. Even... <laughs> I make this joke with my sister a lot. Like, they're going to be collecting my college tuition money, my student loan debt, in death. Like, I'm going to be in heaven, and they're going to be like, hi, so are you going to make your payment this month? Or, like, bro, I'm dead. Imagine Sally Mae at the door. <laughs> just as, like, clouds appear, and there's, like, a golden Right next fence. to John at and the gate is Sally Mae. A bill collector pops up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow, even in death, I can't escape these loans. <laughs> you got to go to Sally Mae first before you go anywhere. Not even purgatory. <laughs> Sally Mae. Sally Mae. Oh, another thing I forgot that was good about college was internships. Because mm. I ended up interning every summer in college. And I actually was around the country interning. And the best thing about doing that was I found out what I didn't want to do. I don't know if you know this about me, but I do not like front-end development at all. I just cannot handle <laughs> HTML, CSS. What? I thought and you loved front-end development. I love development. the sarcasm right now. I love that from you. I'm very much a back-end girl, infrastructure girl. <laughs> But I, one inter- one internship I did was front end, and uh, I did. Bitch. I like the people, just did not like the work. You hated that, and that <laughs> guided me to never do that again. And it's so funny um, when we worked together. We were basically like on opposite ends. Like I was purely front end, and you were like purely back end, and we could not. Yeah, I was help very deep other. in the back end. <laughs> I remember you're like, oh. Uh, rat question i don't have an answer I know, for you. but i can offer you some support so like you yeah, got this girl we can we can rubber duck it yeah. together that's that's about all i yeah. can do and also the clubs as well i mentioned earlier but i was in a lot of clubs women in computer science club a general computer science club you were in nesby right show you yeah i did nesby national society of black oh, engineers for those that. who don't know what that, that stands and, for yeah the people i met in those clubs very close. I wouldn't have gotten through without my women in computer science friends mm-hmm. when I was on the verge of tearing my hair mm. out. That was those moments in college. Oh, let's also yeah. discuss um, kind of what you said, Tossi, but the classes that we took in college that computer science classes that we found helpful. Um, you want to go first, Shayo, could be like day structures or whatever you took. We took the same classes. No, you're a computer engineering. <laughs> like, I like the only classes that I took that were remotely helpful are the same classes that we took. <laughs> okay, I'll just go over them quickly. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, data structures. And also, I took a operating systems class that was the hardest class I've ever taken in my life. I remember spending 50 hours on a project where we built a file system in C, and C is the probably the least forgiving programming language. Because if you go out of those memory memory allocations, it will yell at you and just crash. So that project taught me a lot. <laughs> I, can, I can talk about file systems now. 
And that whole class was very hard, but... And I don't use in my day-to-day job, but it's just nice to right. know. Right, because see, like, what I have are doing. absolutely no idea what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, Let's chat offline. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can, from what I remember. I actually, I actually really liked algorithm implementation was a class that I took. I think that's, yeah, it was a class I took. And it was really good because I think it was, like, the first class where you kind of see how code gets implemented across like different problem sets. And I also really liked it because it was like the first class where like no longer was I thinking about like, oh, I forgot like a semicolon here or uh, a comma here. I spelled something wrong. It was more so focused on like, wow, this works 95% of the time. Why doesn't it work for this 5%? Let me figure out how to do it, which I think is way more accurate to like how being a software engineer is in the real world as well we were in that class together right i think that's where i met you yeah 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 yeah. i think so Remember we did what was i think that project were we compressing images either compress them and uncompress Uh, them girl (laughs) yeah that was so long ago i remember that class (laughs) that project and there was one we did rsa uh, cryptography in a chat room I remember those were more fun projects, so I kind of remember what we did. But Choyo is, you can't see it, but she's shaking her head at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but if you're in college now, keep your data structures notes because they will come back at multiple times in your career. For sure. One con, I would say, besides the price, is definitely how it's not comparable to industry, where you learn, you do learn the house, but it's very much application in industry or I've, I think I've only used like one thing I've learned in data structures because I'm just doing web development all day, but it is good to have that foundational knowledge. I I think another, another thing also is just for it not being comparable is just like the fact that computer engineering, at least it was very like, isolating like every project is very individual and you're trying to get things done individually whereas I find that at least compared to my other friends who studied engineering there were like group projects like this is our senior design group and this is what we do whereas like building in real life it's a lot more collaborative like you're working on like one slice of this pie um very rarely are you working by yourself so it's like a very interesting it doesn't prepare you for your career being like just one big group yeah. project. <laughs> yeah, that's why I hated where you couldn't ask anyone for help. But my whole job is asking for help. If I'm stuck, <laughs> hey, do you know about this part of the code base? Right. Or it's very much encouraged. And also stuck overflow that is that's open on my computer. But yeah, there should be more concentration on group projects. And also learning things that are relevant like Git, because I use that every day at work mm-hmm. we're graduating you don't necessarily have a lot of the tools you need which i think is why it's very important to intern because that's why i learned a lot of those very important parts of software development mm-hmm. and i think that's where a pro comes in for boot camps because git was definitely something that they hammered home like this is how you use it and this is the website and this is like how you make a pull request and like all that fun stuff. 
Yeah, I think that's good. And I also feel like with boot camps as well, it seems like you're at least knowing what you kind of will need to for some industry. Like they at least try to teach you the, the languages that are most commonly used at the time that you mm-hmm. are taking this boot camp um, versus like I learned Java and now mm. I'm not working in Java at all. And also a lot of industry, like a lot of companies aren't using Java. So I feel like, which is like, I don't know, I've been out of college for a minute now. So it's I guess it's a little bit different than like what mm-hmm. was then versus now. But at least you know that you're learning things that like you'll definitely be like have yeah. that common touch point when you are yeah. applying for jobs. But that's the thing. Another disadvantage is you learn to that one framework or language. When you have that more foundational computer science knowledge, you can really move around because, I mean, the concepts didn't really change. But the languages do. So if you know, I mean, that's if you know true. how things are working, you can really take that to other languages because frameworks, especially in front end, change every like five years. Yep. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Because I mean, now I'm like coding in PHP, and it wasn't like anything crazy. Like it wasn't like this whole like, oh, I need to go back and I'll do. It was a, a lot easier to pick up, I think, because of the fact that I kind of already knew how mm-hmm. programming languages work. Um. But still, I don't know. Well, thank you so much, Tossie, for being our inaugural guest. Yay! Thank you for having really me. Really enjoyed being on the show. None of it. This was a lot of fun. We'll be sure to link all of your socials and stuff in the description box. Show notes. I really enjoyed that. I know, yeah. Maybe we'll have some more. Maybe, guys. You'll have to stay tuned. Let us know if we should have more guests on and who you might want to be on the show. But as always, uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at a different tech. And if you want to submit a question... Be sure to email a different tech at gmail.com and we may answer it live. Bye.